everybody, and welcome to another episode of SDGC After Hours. I am Justin, and I am joined by CJ from Waypoint Set. How are you, CJ? Hey, Justin. I'm great. Ready to talk about Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, so so we're here talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War today. Um, so this is a game I have talked about for a while because, well, I have been worried about how this game is going to turn out. Um, this has had a tumultuous uh, development cycle as well as one that was much shorter than usual. And then pandemic hit and multiple leaves have left over time. And then the alpha and the beta were not in good shape. So I ended up actually getting a code uh, for this game so just for um, disclosure purposes. Although it wasn't directly from Activision, it was from somebody else for assisting them with their review. They had an extra code. It, it's a strange situation, but I did get a review code for the game. Um, but yeah, so this game didn't turn out exact. I thought it might have just been a complete unmitigated disaster, and it's not, but it's almost more frustrating because there are moments of promise that just are not fleshed out or polished enough and it's 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 strange so what what kind of has been your read on what you've played so far cj so um so my it's weird because i i'm i'm, I'm weird when it comes to call of duty right so uh world war ii was like my return and i hated that game like that campaign um, then, but I really like the multiplayer. I'm like, okay, this is a solid, very fast-paced multiplayer with old, old-school weapons. Black Ops 4 um, consumed my life for a few months. And then Modern Warfare, I didn't end up getting it launched. I got it since July. So to tell you how what my anticipation for this game was like, imagine me from July to like two weeks ago playing nothing but Call of Duty Modern Warfare, excited for a new Call of Duty game. <laughs> and um, okay. it being this... My read so far, <laughs> my, my my read so far is just it's 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 definitely a downgrade from what I'm yeah. what I've been used to for the past few months. It's definitely a. I think now I fully realize. Okay, so Treyarch's the B team in this sort of cycle. So, yeah, it's kind. Well, it's been kind of Modern Warfare has kind of created a rift. Well, Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah. I should say, mm -hmm. because there have been more than one, um, has kind of created a rift where, like, Treyarch has a very set way of doing things, and a lot of, like, the longtime players really, really like the Treyarch way of doing things. However, a lot of the people that have kind of rejoined the series since Modern Warfare um, have very much not liked how Treyarch is doing things and preferred how Infinity Ward does. So it's... The series is kind of in a weird place, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit too because it shows in this game. Um, so part of the story that I think needs to be mentioned with this game is that you know Call of Duty has been running on a cycle of three studios with each studio getting three years to make a game. And Sledgehammer Games, who made Call of Duty World War II, was supposed to be making this game. And they got pulled off of it um, and then Treyarch and Raven Studios were brought in to finish it. So Raven handled the campaign, and Treyarch handled the multiplayer and zombies, as well as multiple uh, multiple assist studios. But Raven and Treyarch are the two primary ones on on this game. 
And so Raven is t- is tackling the campaign, and I Raven is a studio that has made some really really great FPSs in the past. Uh, but they've been just an assist studio for Call of Duty for a long time. Uh, they actually kind of took the lead on Warzone, uh, which has been hugely hugely successful, the battle royale um, for for Modern Warfare. And so I was I was very intrigued to see them take on the campaign and. Like, you can tell they had some interesting ideas, but, like, just did not have time to flesh any of them out or, like, fully bring it all together. Um, from what... I know you haven't finished the campaign, but what have your your impressions on the campaign been so far? Okay, so surprisingly enough, like, the campaign's fun. I, I didn't finish Modern Warfare's campaign either, because there's a, you get to a point where I'm like, I, I don't care. I really don't care about this. I just want to keep going back to multiplayer. But the campaign is fun. It really does remind me a lot of, like, the first Black Ops that's sort of like, oh, this feels fresh. This feels kind of new. Um, mostly because the first Black Ops is my first Call of Duty. So this brought back a lot of, like, you know, a lot of, like, the, those memories. I really like the way they set up. It's like this espionage thing. Um, I like the characters until they start speaking. I like the <laughs> the action feels great. The production values are great. Um, and that's like the standard Call of Duty thing, right? Like they're really trying to be this condensed version of a AAA video game, and I and I and I and I really dig that. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend, and I was always talking, and I and I don't mean to like start like punching like early but it's like i was talking to a friend who was they'll go for it go we're for talking it. about how like <laughs> infinity ward has this weird thing of like with their campaigns where it's like they'll stop and they'll be like oh war is is kind of bad right this this, this sort of carnage is, is bad we, we should probably there's like some weird gray area here <laughs> black ops is just like man fuck yeah we're gonna go kill um dozens and dozens <laughs> of people it's the, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cause the, there's no hesitation in the uh in in the violence and i and i and <laughs> i've noticed that more frequently here i'm like oh okay yeah this is the uh the start well, it's actually funny because i think this one is actually kind of less gross than some of the other black ops games uh like the other ones were like mean in a way oh yeah. this one isn't quite like like the original black ops has that scene where you like feed someone glass and then punch him in the mouth like while interrogating him and it's supposed to be like this badass moment like they kind of at least have toned down some of that stuff with this one but it's still very much like they've matured (laughs) it's still very much in the vein of the black ops games um yeah and this is like a direct sequel to the very first black ops um and like some of raven's ideas are really cool like um between some of the missions you get to go back to like um, the safe house that everybody's in, and then you can actually talk with them, and there's full dialogue trees and like really well voiced and mo capped like dialogue sections, which I wasn't expecting in a Call of Duty game. Like, there the optional intel that you can find in missions actually comes into play for side objectives in some of the um, in some of the side missions because there's a couple side missions. Um, and, like, one of them is actually, like, decoding, like, a, a cipher. And it took me, like, 40 minutes with a pen and paper, like, to solve. I'm like, damn, I never expected to be stuck on a puzzle in a Call of Duty game. Um, there's, like, some really neat, like, stealth missions that have kind of, like, light immersive sim uh, things. Like, there was one, I don't want to spoil like how everything played out but there was a side objective in one mission where 
you know, there was a, a member of the resistance in East Germany that had been captured oh, yeah. by the police. And uh, you can you can ignore him entirely, you can kill him, or you can save him. And depending on what you do will actually impact how this, that mission changes. And actually will that also will impact something that happens in later missions as well, which is really, really neat. Unfortunately, that's like the only example of that. And then there's only the two side missions and like the really cool decoding and like figuring out what you needed to do based off of, you know, these these side intel things. Those only come into play for just a line of dialogue that changes in like the in the very end. They're just like somebody's some like giving a summation of what happened and then you just get like a little tiny bit of flavor text about you know, accomplishing those, like, it's really frustrating because, like, these are really neat ideas that they just didn't get to f- fully finish. It's funny how this is, like, the second shooter I played uh, recently that's, like, you can, I, I don't know what it is, like, whenever um, games like this pull from other AAA games, I'm always like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, oh my god, even the things <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of in other games, I'm like, oh wow, called, like, when Gears uh, 5 had, like, like, a skill tree and an open world and like uh like like waypoints yeah. everywhere. I thought that was like, oh, this is neat. Okay, cool. It's the way to break things up. And then Call of Duty does it. I'm kind of impressed. But like you said, it is kind of shallow. Like the di- my my thing. So like yeah, you said there are dialogue options. I feel like the game just forces you to pick every single one at some point. There's like the question, the order in which you ask questions don't don't really matter. The the specific questions you choose to ask don't really seem to matter because you're gonna you're forced to pick all of them at well, some point. Well, I. I- I have actually had some things that, like, they reference previous things that you've asked, or if you talk to one character and then talk to another one, it'll open up some extra lines. Sometimes they'll get, like, a phone call in the middle, and they'll leave and take the phone call, and then, like, you can go back and talk to them, and then, like, you can ask them questions about the phone call, or, like, they'll pick up where they left off and stuff like that. Like, it's cool. And then there's also a couple things where they just, you know, have conversations on their own that kind of talk about their backstories. And they're like, that's kind of neat. But like, again, it's just only a couple times that you end up going back to the safe house and only a couple of these really brief side missions and only a couple of these cool intel things. Like, it's kind of a similar thought that I have to Modern Warfare for different reasons, but like... The past couple campaigns have been at their worst when they're doing the big Call of Duty action set piece things. I think like everything that leads up to those is kind of way more interesting. Yeah, I can I can see it. I think at this point uh, we're all tired of the uh, the Call of Duty set piece uh, after being what like years and years of getting the same few. Like how how many times can you do like <laughs> what is it? Oh, a torn down city. Oh shit! There's like a, like a tank coming in. How how many times can you do that and, and try to? Get... I think <laughs> I think this is like what the fourteenth year in a row that we've had an annual Call of Duty. It's like, come on. like I I haven't played all of them, and even I I'm I'm tired of them. Like I'm just <laughs> I've I've literally been playing this series since Call of Duty One. <laughs> not not Modern Warfare. Call of Duty One. <laughs> Man, like I, I told you, I started with Black Ops. I, I played I played played through all of that. Thought it was fun. Um, I played it on Wii. That's my that's my interesting backstory. I played it on Wii in middle school, and then I got a three sixty. Really? Yeah, and then I got a three sixty for Christmas that year with that game. So I and I and I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing of all time. 
And then I skipped Modern Warfare 3 because that didn't look interesting. I played Black Ops 2 and loved it. I haven't picked it up since, and I'm sure it's terrible now. Um, and then I, I played through Ghosts. <laughs> I played through Ghosts also. And then that's it. I stopped until uh, World War II came out. Gotcha. <laughs> so there's my, my I, took, I took a break for a while, but I've caught up on most of them. Uh, the only campaign I haven't played is Black Ops 2 at this point, <sighs> I think. Man, don't, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, like, again, um, it's it's one of those things where, like, the campaign turned out a lot better than I thought it might have been. However, it's more frustrating because it could have been so much more. It's so short, like, the ending just kind of fizzles out. They throw a couple twists at you that seem like, oh, this could have some neat impl- uh, like implications, and then it's just a real quick last mission and then really brief ending and that's it. Um, whereas like, I thought I was at the halfway point um, and there was going to be like a lot more stuff coming. It just kind of ended. Um, so that's kind of where I fall on the campaign. Like it's neat. Um, it's, it, it's cool to play um, on PS five. Uh, I am playing it on PS five and the way they use the dual sense is actually really neat. Um, every gun has like a different pressure point, like different amount of pressure required to aim down sights. Um, the haptics actually shake in the direction that the recoil pattern is for each gun, and the trigger bounces in time with the uh, with the the recoil or the fire rate of each gun. Um, and each gun also has like a different point that's you know like loose trigger and then the point where it breaks and fires. Um, And it gives every weapon a really unique feel, and it's really cool. However, it does slow you down a lot in multiplayer, which is unfortunate, because it feels so good. I can imagine that. But, like, I have to turn it off when I play multiplayer. You still do get the haptics for the recoil, but, like, the triggers... The triggers are actually quite a bit slower (laughs) if you're... But they're awesome to to do in the campaign, and... um, I don't have a TV that can display 120 FPS, unfortunately, but there is 120 FPS mode if you play it on Series X or NPS5. Um, and then if you don't, there's a mode with um, with uh, ray traced shadows, which actually looks really, really nice. So they 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 do have good support for the uh, next gen systems. Yeah, I'm playing on um on base PS4, and I'm surprised how well it runs. Um, the the campaign looks nice. I will say, like, that's standard at this point, right? Like, it's, like, yeah. it's a beautiful-looking campaign. Like, again, you can tell, like, they threw a lot of money here. Like, that's... And I and I, I always say that about Call of Duty, right? It's, like, the... It's <laughs> yeah. the MCU. It's, like, the video game's equivalent of the MCU, right? Where it's, like... Well, this one also has, like, seven studios that worked on it, too. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Raven and Treyarch were the leads, but, like... That, there's way more like assist studios than usual for a Call of Duty game. It's like those, uh, like you know, like when you play a new Ubisoft game, like the marquee titles, you, you see like yeah. the credits. It's like Ubisoft, Shang- like all these like different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, like Activision Shanghai worked on this one, and I've never seen them pop up in the credits before. Um, so like, here's my my question, right, and sort of my criticism. So the the game to me. And I think this is Treyarch's whole deal. It's trying really hard to be this really smart political '70s thriller, to the point where one of the characters, Adler, looks exactly like Robert Redford. But instead, <laughs> it turns into an, a stupid '80s action movie. Does it ever kind of pick up back to like that initial point where 
no, we're very straightforward, we're smart, we're going to do this like this, or does it just become this big, like, mess later on? It kind of does both at the same time. <laughs> okay. Like, like the, t- the twists and stuff it throws at you um, towards the end are simultaneously really clever and really silly. <laughs> um, and, like, they actually, the ending bits do allow the player to actually make a lot of decisions that can impact stuff. One of which I just went through to see if it would actually let me do a couple things, and shockingly, the game did. I cannot believe they let you do some of the things that, like, it allows you to do. Like, if you're going for a real chaotic playthrough, um, you can do some really ridiculous things with the ending. But, um... Yeah, I don't know, it's just silly, like, the the ending that's clearly, like, the good canon ending just felt like it kind of fizzled out to me, unfortunately. The the other ending stuff is actually way more interesting to me than the one that's clearly what actually, like, what actually happens. Yeah, I assume that it ha- they can't do anything too crazy for, you know, the canon ending. They can't, they have to leave it open. Yeah, because this also, uh... This might be a slight spoiler, I won't go into details, but this does also kind of unite the Black Ops and Modern Warfare timelines. Like, there is actually a direct link to Modern Warfare now. Um, so, it, it's no lo- they're no longer, like, entirely separate series. Like, they are kind of, like, uniting these timelines. <laughs> they gotta unify Warzone somehow, Justin. They yeah. Gotta, like, they have to make, they had, they had to do it to, to make Warzone canon. <laughs> they, <laughs> they had to do it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, talked a bit about the campaign. Campaign's neat, but just, again, underbaked, short. Um, zombies, I don't, I, I'm really not somebody that's equipped to sum up zombies too much. What about you? Do you have much experience with zombies? Um, I'm not as, like, deep into zombies as most people. Some people actually know what the story's about. I, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I have no idea. I'm not gonna hunt down, like... 50 different easter eggs for a cutscene that explains nothing but i i do enjoy and lately i've been playing uh, i've been enjoying a lot of like horde based like you know those wave based Mm. modes like um playing a lot of like firefight in halo and this it's still fun zombies i think to me is still the best of all of them the best sort of like we have an extra mode in our game it's a wave based survival mode here it's the best it's the simplest when it's not when it's not trying to do like the stupid story shit but well, this here. one actually at least gives you the only thing I could really tell is that like at least this one gives you some checkpoints and like some guidance on what to do. So yeah, so the the main map and I can't pronounce it because it's in German and I don't feel like talking about it. So the uh, the only map in the Die game. Machina. Yes, the only map in the game, which I'll I'll talk about. Like, God, okay. So that one standard zombie stuff reminds me a lot of um of the first black like a little bit of kino from the first blackouts very simple you know what i'm saying there's different level there's different like uh levels and stuff and it's your standard zombies mode you know you're trying to survive they add some things like the x-fill now where if you by round 10 if you're playing like on the endless mode right by round 10 if you feel like you should you want if you want to leave in the middle of the match and try to earn some extra xp without losing everything you would have to get to like a helicopter in time before being killed. I think that's a neat idea. My team couldn't do that. Um, I like that they have now universal loadouts. So the same loadout you use in the multiplayer, you use it in zombies. 
which I really appreciate. Everyone's like, everyone before the game came was like, oh, no, I want to start out with a pistol. I'm like, no, this is a much better idea because it makes it a bit easier, but it gives them an excuse to kind of throw more at you, which they do. Um, now zombies can throw shit at you, and I, I, that kind of annoyed me, but um, it's <laughs> there. Um, speaking of which, the universal loadout thing, it, it's, in, it's in the campaign, too. So, like, I picked up an MP5. It was all modded out, like the one I use in multiplayer. And I thought that was really funny. Um, trying to think. The other zombies mode, which I really like more, is Onslaught, where they wrote that you play on multiplayer maps and they have like this orb full of energy that you're under, and you're fighting these waves of zombies. Um, at round like four or five, you fight this giant Dark Souls looking boss that splits into two, and you they drop loot. It's really weird seeing like the zombies with health bars and loot that says rare <laughs> or common. Um, it's things like that. It's fun, but my thing is, there's nothing there. Like you, you can fit. You play one. You can play through one map, and it's. It, it, it's well, it also onslaught is currently like PlayStation exclusive for like a year. Like it's only on PlayStation platforms. Oh man, that's even worse. <laughs> so now Xbox people yeah. only have like just the one map in Dead Ops, which was. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about Dead Ops. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that's kind of bringing us to another point. Um. And it shows in multiplayer, too. Uh, th- thank you for talking about zombies, because I'm really just not well-equipped to talk about zombies. I haven't spent much time with it in the other games. I was like, I played a little bit of this one. I was like, it's fine. Um, but I do know that there's only one map compared to usually having more maps. And then, talking about multiplayer, the map situation gets pretty bad, too. <laughs> um, so, this game has eight standard multiplayer maps which is like half of what Call of Duty games usually launch with so and happy two of them I spent and two of them in this game <laughs> yeah two of these maps are also just smaller parts of the bigger maps like cut out like almost all of them were in the beta so people have played them before um although they just added Nuketown which is kind of the Black Ops classic map yeah. but we've all played Nuketown a billion times. And I got tired of it like um, fast. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, <laughs> there's the one map. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, and then, you know, there's a few less weapons than usual and they actually made leveling up the weapons take longer so that people wouldn't blow through it as fast. Um, yeah, it, it's like noticeably way longer to level up your weapons and customize them, which is a problem because the gunsmith, um, which really lets you like, go in deep with the attachments and stuff from Modern Warfare is back, but um, they kind of made it so there's less downsides for a lot of these attachments. So, like, a weapon with attachments is way, way better than a weapon without attachments. So, like, this extra grind to, like, level up your weapons um, to kind of artificially <laughs> increase the value of the multiplayer is is rough. Um Kind of, what what is your read on the multiplayer bet so far? Okay, um, I've never ever threatened to delete a game so fast after playing. <laughs> Here's the thing, and again, like I said, like Modern Warfare, I think spoiled me as far as just shooters in general at this point. It, it's such a perfect multiplayer shooter. If Modern Warfare is like a nine, this game's like a six, I think. <laughs> I or like a, I I think the you know there's the the weight's not there. It, it fe- it's definitely more arcadey. I think that's Treyarch's whole thing. That that's kind of always been Treyarch's yeah. whole thing. However, like the thing that Modern Warfare did that I think was really important for the series was 
the improvements to animation, the improvements to sound. Yeah. Um, the, the, like the weight, the weightier, but still quick controls. Like it finally felt like a more modern game. Like the trip, this throws a lot of that out of the window. Pretty much all of it out yeah. the window. And so it feels, I mean, it feels like Black Ops 1. <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> More than for better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I don't like the, um, like you said, you brought up a lot of good points. There's only eight maps, so, and people only vote for like two of the same, what I'm saying, I, I'm always replaying only like two or three of the same ones. So it's really only three maps, basically, that I've seen. Um, yeah. They're not... The design isn't that great. I in my I don't like the way they they're, they're sort of laid out compared to Modern Warfare's maps. Then again, I played it late, so maybe I'm just again. Um, I don't like the feel of the weapons that much. I don't like the, like you said, yeah, everything feels like it takes forever. It's still it still has that speed, right? The normal Call of Duty speed. You know, you you you're kind of quick to respond and get killed again, yeah. all that stuff. But it, it everything just feels slower. Like they dialed it down. 0.5 or whatever uh so my my read on the multiplayer is that it's just also this game keeps crashing a lot on multiplayer the campaign's fine but the multiplayer is the one that keeps crashing my, my playstation 4 um so i think it's just cursed also i i've been i've been really lucky with crashes i so far have not encountered any however i have encountered some weird bugs like if i equip a uh uh a reticle that's not the default that I've unlocked. It's upside down. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I've seen people hovering and teleporting around. Like, it's just, it's not content complete and it's not polished. I'm just like, here's the thing. Like, I get that they're going to release um, everything for free, right? Which is like the sort of new model, you know, significantly improved from uh, Black Ops 4, where every map, every other map was locked behind a season pass you had to buy. Um, but it's like, that doesn't really give them an excuse to just drop, like, you know, what, four maps at once, and then we get one Nuketown that's uh, under one mode, which is just domination. Um, I I don't know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in the multiplayer because that's where I wanted to spend most of my time in, right? That's yeah. literally the reason I got this game. I coordinated with a friend to buy this game so we could just spend all our time multiplayer but at this point we're just bored of the game already and it's only been what a week <laughs> yeah and like and one thing it's like oh yeah this is we're, we're gonna have the most post-launch content ever for call of duty and it's like well yeah you kind of have to yeah, yeah sure because to, you've to got get a, <laughs> to get a complete game please <laughs> yeah um and like like I said, it's a bummer because like sometimes I've had some really fun matches that I've really gotten into. Like it's not terrible. Like it's still Call of Duty, but like I thought Modern Warfare was such a big leap forward that seeing it go back to this. And I know there are plenty of people in the Call of Duty community that really do like this style of game. Yeah. But like I think it's also just showing kind of the issues with trying to do annual releases. Hell or high, come hell or high water. Like Modern Warfare is a game that felt like it still had life left in it. At least a year. Like, yeah. Like having it like cut off after a year when this could have had another year of development time <laughs> and like been a really polished complete game. Um, you know, it's a bummer. And like, you know, it's not all on a development team. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Activision put them on a really ridiculous schedule for getting this game out. Um, basically, 
it's been maybe a year and a half that Raven and Treyarch have been on this game, which is half the development time they expected to have for their for their next game. Like, just it's just a rough situation. I don't know. Like, and I agree. Yeah, Modern Warfare had like what at least a year in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think like that game has been up has been supported so well, and. The idea where it's like they could have just dropped like what an expensive like a seventy dollar version of that game with like a more like just cosmetic stuff and people would have bought it. I would have bought it. I would have bought it again because I technically don't even own the game. Um, so it's like <laughs> you know I have my uh, my library copy still. Some poor kid's probably waiting to play it. Um, I I really wish like they would have just done that. I really wish they would have just like all right, listen, this game clearly isn't ready. For the you know for prime time it needs another year. This other game we have is arguably one of the most popular things right now, especially since we just added like a battle royale this year. It sucks that yeah. now I'm kind of, now at this point, and I know it's not true, but it's like we're kind of stuck with Black Ops Cold War for a bit. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, um, and like it's it's frustrating because this game isn't the disaster I thought it it could yeah. have been, um. Which makes it more frustrating because now it's a shell of a good game instead of being just a complete mess that's unsavable that you could just write that I could just write off entirely. Yeah, look, like nothing like a bad game can be really fun, right? Like just for its own things and it could get better. This is just a mediocre game that now I feel like, all right, now. Just tell me when the next update is. Tell me when the next like uh yeah. the next content drops are, please, because I, I I I hate feeling like I'm forced to play this game now. Which is basically what it is. At this point, <laughs> I'm 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 stuck playing Call of Duty and I have to play whichever one comes like, out. <laughs> yeah, I because I I'm playing it because whenever I get a new console, I got I gotta get me a big shooty game. Uh, I, I, I just got me a new console, so um, I'm gonna be playing it. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, but like, but again, I got a code for the game. Oh, I spent and, seventy dollars just to ensure and, and that I get the PS5 version. <laughs> and and that's the thing that that's the thing that I I usually don't like to mention price in reviews because I, I think oh, yeah. that's a very subjective thing however when you are the biggest triple a game of all triple a games and you are raising your price this year i'm gonna come down on having less of a campaign less zombies and less multiplayer content for that money um and yes all all the content that's coming is all the gameplay content is going to be free, which is a big change because Black Ops 4 was probably the, the most, most over-monetized yeah. game <laughs> that um, I think from I've seen from any AAA Yeah, what game. was it? They locked the maps behind a season pass? Like you, you couldn't even buy them individually. You just had to buy like this what, so, $50 pass. <laughs> well, yeah. So Black Ops 4 was another situation. This is kind of the second time in a row it's happened with Treyarch games. There was no campaign in Black Ops 4. Which I didn't mind, because I'm, now I'm here yeah, Now I'm but, here where I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I get to see Ronald Reagan's ghoulish face in a, for like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, 
By the way, <laughs> it's hilarious that that was such a big part of marketing, and that's the only cutscene Reagan's in. Oh my god! Literally, <laughs> that's the only one. Listen, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, but yes, yes, the reincarnated puppet. <laughs> oh my god! Reagan is very entertaining. Let me ask you something. Okay, I'm not the only one who noticed. Like when he came into the room in that cutscene, like they were they they shot him like he was Superman in like a Zack Snyder like movie. Like they had the, the music. music and the music like swells up. <laughs> glowing and he's like or, or, and it's just, like i and before this game came out i was telling my friend yo this is literally every right-wing chud's dream you're gonna play as ronald reagan's secret police killing russian people how like how like they're 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 not even trying anymore to do the whole oh great yeah, no the, the black ops series the Black Ops series does it. They're unapologetic about it, and it's oh it's hilarious. Like this one, at least. I don't know if it was intentional, but I could almost see like some subtext of cognitive dissonance and like the characters and stuff. But again, that might just be my read on it. I, I don't, don't think I don't know if it was intentional. <laughs> this, this game reads as like there is no self awareness. It's just stupid. <laughs> Listen, Woods is like yeah, no, it's dumb. <laughs> Woods is everyone's <laughs> uncle at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like what? This this feels like <laughs> it was written by like every, someone who grew up watching action movies in the eighties and thinks. Yes. Oh, absolutely. This is, but and but they don't. They're not like thinking. Oh, this is stupid. This is stupid and cheesy. No, they're thinking. Yes, that is awesome. And how do I put that yes. in my game and try to make it smart? Um, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> God, I I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this, but um, uh the the game awards uh the year the original Black Ops came out had, like, a user-voted category for, like, best character of the year. And, like, there were characters like Nathan Drake and stuff in it. Fucking Frank Woods from Black Ops 1 won the vote for best character of yeah. the year and, like, has been, the has mascot. been like, treated the by, as, like, a saint by, like, the Black Ops community ever since, and it's been the weirdest, funniest thing. Here's my thing with, and I've noticed, like, everyone's favorite Call of Duty game is the one that they that they played when they were, like, of a certain age, correct? So it's like, I've noticed, especially with my generation, everyone loves Black Ops because that was the first one that had, that really focused on a campaign. Like, significantly, right? It was, like, it was, like, told mm -hmm. like this movie. So Woods, everyone latches on the Woods to the point where everyone bitched about the... The what is it? The fact that this voice actor wasn't playing him anymore, which it's like a normal thing called. Yeah, it's a different voice actor. Yeah, no, I I miss Michael Keaton as Hudson Man. He was in he was in Black Ops Two, and I was like the best. I miss uh, Sam Worthington but, as uh, as as Mason. Oh, I forgot. Yes, I forgot that it was them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gary Oldman was Resna. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I I remember Gary Oldman. I forgot about the other ones. Though. Yeah. So, dude. So it's funny because Michael Keaton replaced someone else from the first Black Ops game in Black Ops Two. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Batman, voiced a Call of Duty character, and it was dope. And I'm playing this game. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> like the, the, the dollar store hey, at Call least of Duty. <laughs> at least Keaton. Uh... Keaton's appearance probably aged better than Kevin Spacey's appearance in Advanced Warfare. <laughs> well, I think that's my thing. I think they, you know, actors realize you can't keep putting celebrities in these games anymore. Like, what they, who was the last one they put? They put Kit Harrington in the campaign of, uh... It was Kit Harrington in, in Infinite, Infinite Warfare. Warfare. And then World War II, the only ones they really had were, like, they had Ving Rhames in the zombies, and then Black Ops had, like... Oh, they did? Yeah, Ving Rhames was in World War II Zombies, and I thought that was awesome. And then, like, Black Ops 4, they still have, like, Jeff Goldblum 
in it, I think, in 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 that zombies. Um, this one, I mean, it's it's nice because it's not distracting, but I really do miss a lot of the original voice actors uh, for that campaign. Yeah. It just sounds weird. It sounds weird because you see their faces and it's like, okay, I remember you guys, but then their voices sound different. Um, but yeah, I, I, I derailed that. I'm sorry. It's just I, I, I the campaign's stupid. No, yeah, it, it's super dumb. But like, as long as you like go in accepting that it's dumb, you'll have a good time, yeah. especially with the story. Like, but like, d- do not expect anything profound or or particularly clever because you you will be sorely disappointed in that front. It's it's like the most expensive right wing garbage I've ever seen, and it's kind of funny. It's like Michael Bay levels of like indoctrination, and I think it's so it, it's it's kind of interesting that we're at this point now, right? Where Call of Duty gets the pass because it's Call of Duty. It's just dumb like entertainment, and that that it can just do that. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to finish it's, it, and I can't wait to review it. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I got. I, that's um, all. <laughs> you have to you have to touch base with me after you finish it because i want to know your reaction to oh one of the God. endings um <laughs> it's 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 clear it's clear how you like you set it up through the choices and i need i need to hear that no. so <laughs> all right so we've been talking about call of duty for a while um so kind of what are your like final thoughts before before we go i think it's yeah it's half baked a bit i'm i'm just disappointed where you know, again, we had, like, a near-perfect, like, Call of Duty game, which I I now consider maybe my favorite shooter of, of this gen. And, you know, just how they managed to, like, perfect everything that the series had done up to this point. And now we're kind of going back to old mistakes. I feel like Treyarch is very stubborn in their ways. And they kind of mm-hmm. realize, well, listen, who cares? Our fans like this. And we're just going to yeah, keep no, doing I, it. Yeah, I, no, I, I think that's very true. And I think that might continue to be an issue in the call of duty community like treyarch has also always been stubborn about using their own technology and theirs is always kind of a bit more dated than the other other studios too like this one at least has been the least of a change but like there is a gulf between the visuals and campaign and multiplayer like usually there's a difference but like it's not even close in this game like the campaign looks so much better than the multiplayer i think um i've never ever started a a call of duty game the year it came out thinking okay when's the i i can now wait for like next november (laughs) to see i because like at Um, this point i think what infinity wars next i I, unless sledgehammer comes back from the dead yeah unless unless they get another team together or something then well, that, that that's that's kind of the other thing about the issue with this game coming out this year is that now Infinity Ward has a year less to make their next game, oh, where yeah. we saw what they did with a three year cycle for Modern Warfare, and that showed that they made huge strides in that time, but cutting a third of that development time out, and who knows? I I want to ask you a question. Like, I I would do you think Activision needs to kind of like you know wake these other studios up they have like the support studios right and give them a better budget like i would love to see a high moon call of duty game i would love to see like Beanox do a hot call of duty game i would love to see raven do their i would like to i honestly i think with kind of the implosion of sledgehammer i think sledgehammer is gonna i think raven and sledgehammer should basically switch places with raven stepping up to be 
a full lead studio for a game Mm -hmm. and then like sledgehammer becoming like the primary support studio um because that's kind of the role that raven has had but between the campaign for this and warzone raven's been doing some really good things for this franchise uh and and honestly like I think time was the biggest issue with this campaign because they clearly had a lot of really cool ideas and just could only implement them like once, um, in, in, in what they had. Um, I, I would, I would love it if Raven got to, you know, fully carry like, you know, something to go alongside the black ops with Treyarch modern warfare with infinity ward. And who knows what, what, you know, Raven could do. I'd like to see that, but yeah. So I think my final thoughts are pretty similar. Is like the game's not the disaster I feared it would be, but it's almost more frustrating because there is a shell of a good game in here. There are some good ideas, but it just does not have the content it needs to justify its price tag, to justify releasing this fall. Um, it really needed more time and. It's a shame because I feel like this would have been the perfect year for Activision to do that. You know, Warzone, still doing really well. They could have just done the big Warzone update that they're planning. Um, they have other games this fall. Tony oh Hawk. Oh my god. Yes. Crash 4. They're my favorite um, publisher this year. Because they've yeah. released nothing but bangers up until this point. <laughs> this and year. like, yeah, it's just like, it's just unfortunate that they didn't take take the time to kind of be like, look, we've done 15 years in a row. There's a pandemic going on. We have this one game that's like, yeah, per- like you're really good. Let's like we'll keep milking this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, release the PS5 like version could- of it. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate. So, Black Ops Cold War is not a disaster, but it's it's far far from a home run, and in a lot of ways, feels like a huge step back um, compared to last year's game. Yeah, agreed. So. All right, well, CJ, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure having you on. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, where I will probably keep complaining about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, at uh, Waypoint Set CJ. <laughs> I also host a weekly podcast um, where I haven't complained about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War yet. Um, so you can find me there at Waypoint Set. Waypoint yeah. Set rules. You guys, you guys should absolutely check it out. So. I appreciate that, Justin. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been another episode of SDGC After Hours. Uh, remember, you can catch us on Thursdays um, on Twitch for our live show. And if you'd like, you can support us on Patreon. You can join our wonderful Discord community and follow us on Twitter. Um, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.